Hi, I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito from Weintraub Tobin. Welcome to another installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. So we're in the midst of the Summer Olympic Games, and while Olympic fever is a bit muted due to COVID, without fail, businesses are trying to harness the Olympic spirit for their own commercial gain. Without fail, every two years I get a call from a client who wants to incorporate an element of either the winter or the summer Olympics into some type of marketing scheme. Recently, I had a winery client call me with a marketing uh, idea. They wanted to feature wine rings. So think wine stains made by an overly full glass of wine in the form of the Olympic rings with the Tokyo skyline in the background and the official Tokyo Olympics logo on it and wanted to use it in promoting their wine for sale. Although really creative, have to give them big points for creativity. It certainly would have gotten our client into a jam with the United States Olympic Committee and possibly with the Tokyo Olympic Committee. Under the Ted Stevens Olympic and Amateur Sports Act, Congress granted the USOC exclusive ownership of certain Olympic-related words and symbols, including the name United States Olympic Committee and the words Olympic, Olympiad, Pan-American, Paralympic, Paralympiad, and the International Olympic Committee symbol of five interlocking rings. Third-party marks that contain the designated Olympic-related words and symbols or any combination thereof can't even be registered on the principal or the supplemental register, and those elements can't even be disclaimed. Those marks, if they incorporate Olympic-related words and symbols, must be refused registration on the grounds that the mark is not in lawful use in commerce. The Act also permits the USOC to authorize its contributors and suppliers to use these Olympic-related marks and symbols and allows the USOC to initiate civil proceedings against uh, third parties that violate those rights. The USOC's rights are very strong and were acknowledged as such by the United States Supreme Court in San Francisco Arts and Athletics, Inc. versus the USOC. This suit involved uh, a lawsuit to enjoin the San Francisco Arts and Athletics use of the term gay Olympic games. The court noted that the legislative history demonstrated that Congress intended to provide the USOC with an absolute monopoly over the words Olympic. It doesn't matter whether any unauthorized use of the words tends to cause confusion or not. All uses by parties other than the USOC and those that they authorize are prohibited. That's pretty impressive. And the United States Olympic Committee and its international counterpart, the International Olympic Committee, are extremely diligent in protecting the Olympic marks. For example, in early March, Team USA and the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee filed a lawsuit against Puma, for trademark infringement based upon Puma's application to register the trademark Puma Tokyo 2021 on March 24 of last year, the same day the Tokyo 2020 Olympics were moved back one year in light of the pandemic. That was a very interesting uh, dispute, Josh, and it's one we should probably talk about very soon. Um, You know, enforcement activities become heightened in hosting cities as the Olympic events draw near. This is because cities that host the Olympic Games are required to pass legislation to protect against ambush marketing trademark infringement. 
In connection with the Tokyo Games, the national government of Japan has pledged to the IOC to comply with the Olympic Charter and submitted a letter of agreement on the prevention of ambush marketing to the IOC and the IPC, along with its bid for the Tokyo Games. Japan has some fairly strong trademark protection legislation. In addition to civil remedies, in Japan, infringers of trademark rights can be punished by imprisonment for a term not exceeding 10 years, a fine not exceeding 10 million yen, or a combination thereof. A news article from the Japan Times reports, a U.S. citizen living in Japan was arrested for trademark infringement through unauthorized use of a 2020 Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics logo. Apparently, this individual in illegally printed the Tokyo Olympics logo on mugs and cell phone cases, made 6,540 yen, which is about $65 for selling the items online, uh, between March 2015 and February 2016. Right. So not a lot of sales, but the guy got arrested. Um, another example of just how serious the IOC takes ambush marketing comes from the 2012 London Olympics. According to the Daily Mail, the owner of a florist shop along the torch route was asked to remove tissue paper rings from her shop window. And the owner of a butcher shop was asked to remove sausage links that displayed uh, that were displayed in the shape of the Olympic rings. Um, according to the New York Times, the Olympic sausage rings came down, but the next day up went five interlocking sausage squares. Apparently, the Olympic officials were not too amused, but I find that very, very amusing. This focus on trivial, trivial infringement may seem ridiculous, but there is a legitimate reason behind it, and it all comes down to the money generated from sponsors. Olympic sponsorships are the second biggest source of revenue from the, for the IOC, right behind broadcast rights. Sponsors pay hundreds of millions of dollars to be the exclusive sponsors of the Olympic Games, and Olympic organizers are required to make sure that no one gets a free ride. Well, that seems like as good of a reason as any to enforce these rights and to provide great enforcement protection. So thanks for sharing, Scott. This is very interesting. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. And if you're interested in additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thank you. <laughs>